and Chiefs. So obviously last week we were treated to uh, what most people call arguably the greatest quarterback duel we've ever seen in a single game. Maybe some of the paid uh, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady games will stack up to that possibly. Well, no, I was about to say possibly maybe uh, Elway and uh, uh, Joe Montana, but Joe Montana usually was smoking John Elway in those games just due to having superior teams. But yeah, last week's Josh Allen and uh, Pat Mahomes duel was absolutely incredible. So this week, we got a couple more young guns. Obviously, Pat Mahomes is still uh, in the running for a trip to the Super Bowl. And Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals are going to be his opposition. Now, nobody thought the Bengals were going to be here. Obviously, they're playing tremendous football at this point on most fronts. But we are going to see, maybe we're going to see another great one. I don't know. Last week, Joe Burrow got sacked nine times by the Tennessee Titans. He was able to stand in there. Now, I don't expect that Joe Burrow is going to get sacked nine times by the Chiefs this week. Their defense um, has played better uh, throughout. It, it's been up and down throughout the course of the season, went through some bad stretches, went through some good stretches. Uh, it's playing decent right now, but obviously got lit up by Josh Allen and the Bills last week. Now, with that said, <laughs> The Bills, they weren't able to run it and necessarily throw it out of the backfield with a guy like Joe Mixon, like the Chiefs can. Uh, the Bills, obviously, Gabe Davis played the game of his life. He played insane last week for receiving touchdowns and an NFL record for the playoffs. But Gabe Davis is no Jamar Chase. He is nowhere near Jamar Chase. Now, with that said, obviously, Spags is going to be watching the film, and I doubt that Jamar Chase is going to have four receiving touchdowns today. Probably have two. I doubt he's going to have four. Honey Badger, I think, should be back for the game. I think last week he went out with uh, concussion protocol, I think. I would have to check on that. But if he's back for the game, that kind of shores up that back end a bit. Doesn't leave those huge gaping holes downfield right in the middle uh, that Josh Allen was able to exploit. With that said, Joe Burrow is one of the best downfield throwers of the football in the league, especially, again, with Jamar Chase being his main weapon. Um, obviously they being, they being the Cincinnati Bengals are able to throw the football effectively with, uh, not throw the, run the football effectively with Joe Mixon. The problem is keeping Joe Burrow standing there solid in, in run blocking, but their pass protection is not great. That's why, um, last year in the draft, even though Burrow was advocating heavily for Jamar Chase, his former LSU teammate that he won a national championship and set records with in college. Obviously, he got that. He won that one. But a lot of people were saying they should take Panay Sewell in terms of keeping him uh, standing and Sewell, you know, being a possibly generational offensive lineman. Now, I don't think you're wrong if you take Sewell, but clearly you see the impact Jamar Chase has had on Joe Burrow and unlocking that Bengals offense in terms of the over-the-top portion and what they can do in terms of explosive plays. Now, the last time these two played, uh, Pat Mahomes did not throw for 300 yards and Joe Burrow threw for over 400 and the Bengals upset the Chiefs at home in Arrowhead. This is going to be a totally different ball game. I, I liked that Joe Burrow came out and said, you know, he, he wasn't cocky about it, but he said, hey, I'm used to loud stadiums. I'm used to the, you know, the big game environments, obviously having played first in the Big Ten, you know, being in the uh, in the big house at Michigan or uh, playing in Happy Valley 
uh, at Penn State where, you know, both of those stadiums have over 100,000 people and it's raucous. And obviously the horseshoe at Ohio State, which also holds over 100,000 people, it's insane. You're at Wisconsin, you know, uh, almost 80,000, 85, and they're doing the jump around and it's nuts. Uh, obviously then he goes down to the SEC. He's in Death Valley, LSU, insane stadium. Then he's in Tuscaloosa. Uh, he's at Sanford Stadium at night. All these crazy places that that go nuts. Uh, he's in the swamp at Georgia. So Joe Burrow is no stranger to playing in extremely loud, extremely angry, raucous football environments. With that said, Arrowhead is is probably a different animal in terms of just how loud it can get. I believe at one point it had set the world record for la- la- loudest, sorry, loudest outdoor stadium uh, at a sporting event. So Arrowhead can be completely nuts. Um, obviously right up there with... Uh, can't remember what's the name of the stadium now, but the stadium up in Seattle, I think CenturyLink Field where the Seahawks play. Um, but yeah, Joe Burrow, while he's not going to be afraid, it's it may be a totally different ball game. Uh, I hope Zach Taylor and that offense have been working on their silent count and their, and their hand signals because they're not going to be able to hear very much when they've got the ball and that Chiefs crowd is going insane. But with, with all of that said, I... I have a hard time picking against Pat Mahomes in the playoffs, especially at home. But uh, I don't think Cincinnati is going to roll over and give them this game. Because for me, one of the biggest things, I think Cincinnati may have a slight opportunity to slow these guys down if anybody could slow them down. Because obviously we've seen it. Patrick Patrick Mahomes only needs, what, 13 seconds? (laughs) If that, uh, you know, to to make tremendous plays and, and move his team down the field with expediency. But... In terms of the general uh, football sense of being able to slow down an elite offense and try to keep them on their own sideline, Cincinnati is really able to run the football well with Joe Mixon. As I said, um, he's also a threat to receive it out of the backfield. That's something I really like about him. Again, I think he's one of the best overall backs in the league. I think that definitely makes for the ability to move the chain slowly. And then, of course, when you can run it, now you include the play action element and that really uncorks your over the top where they have one of the greatest over the top threats in the league in Jamar Chase. This guy, he's just a freak. And the scary thing is he can catch it and, uh, you know, uh, unload and, and take off on you with speed in terms of yards after catch. But just bombs away over the top. He's able to do a lot of things. So I think one of the keys is. What are we going to see from Honey Badger, Teron Matthew? Is he going to play? Is he going to play well? What are we going to see from uh, Steve Spagnolo? Is he going to incorporate more zone concepts? We know he likes to play a lot of man. Uh, is he going to blitz more? Or is he going to try and stay with getting pressure from the front four and then covering downfield? This is going to be very interesting. If I'm Spags, I don't, I don't try to blitz a lot to start and you know, where he's had success before, he hasn't had to to do that, obviously, with the Giants and winning championships because he had the NASCAR package and those four guys up front could really get after the quarterback. And so you really try to push that because, obviously, again, Joe Burrow got sacked nine times last week. He's been hit a ton over the year, over this past season. Uh, He's not – he's more mobile than you think in terms of being able to get out of the pocket, make some plays, get the ball downfield or pick up first downs with his legs. No question, but that is not an offensive line that can withstand a pass rush that's coming to get him. So if I'm Spagnolo, I'm definitely trying front four first 
and hopefully I'll be able to get there. But if not, then maybe I try to dial up some creative blitzes. But you got to be very careful on the back end because, again, Jamar Chase, arguably the best deep threat in the league, he's going to burn you over the top. And Joe Burrow is not afraid to stand in there, look down the proverbial gun barrel, and let that thing go. Um, again, this game has the potential to be another <laughs> offensive shootout. I don't know if it's going to be anything like what we saw last week, but definitely has the potential to have a lot of points scored on both sides. Uh, really looking forward to that. But um, wrapping it up, I don't believe that the Bengals are going to go in there and win. It's a tough ask to, number one, you're in your second year. It's rare to see a guy go to, to the Super Bowl in his second year and be you know, Joe Burrow is not in a position with the Bengals where he's along for the ride. He's riding a great defense and great running game. Joe Burrow is the guy pulling the trigger. And while he's special, I don't know if he's ready just yet in terms of going to the Super Bowl. Now, you never know. He obviously has that Brady-esque chip on his shoulder. I'm not saying he's going to be Brady. Obviously, we'll never see another Brady again. But in terms of uh, similar physical makeup, not having the biggest arm, but being able to make throws, really smart guy, reading defenses, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, second year, he doesn't have the most elite of defenses, doesn't have an elite offensive line, can run the ball, has an elite weapon on the outside, but I don't know if it's ready yet. And just going into Arrowhead in the playoff environment, winning there with all that noise, and uh, I, I just don't know if the Bengals are ready yet. So with that said, again, not going to pick a score, but I think I have the Bengals uh, fairly close. Um, probably not the Bengals. I'm sorry, the Chiefs, uh, seven-point win, um, maybe 10. But I, I don't know if it gets to 10, but um, seven points. So, you know, great season for the Bengals, but I, I think it stops here. All right. So thanks for tuning in. Appreciate it. Uh, if you like the show, please give me a quick thumbs up. Uh, if you have any comments, don't hesitate to leave them. Um, also, if you want to subscribe to the show, if you're not already, please go ahead and click the subscribe button in the lower right corner of your screen and uh, click that uh, click that bell so you can be notified when new content comes out on the channel. You can stay up with us. If you want the audio version of the podcast anywhere you want your audio podcast, you can find us. Here's just a, a bunch of them uh, right here on the screen showing where we're available. But if you have your own platform you listen to, you could probably find us there as well. Um, if your audio platform allows you to, please go ahead and give us that five-star rating. Helps a lot in terms of the algorithm making us easier to find means we're a more popular show. And if you like the show, don't keep it to yourself. You know, other sports fans, or even if you're, they're not a sports fan, but you think they might just like a good podcast, hopefully you like the show enough to recommend it and share it. All right, that's it. I'm out. Peace.